Welcome to Rough Cuts, everyone. Talk about movie. Hey, what do you think of movie? Reaction. Well, that was a good episode. See you next time. Man, all right. Well, we got our contractual obligation done, so uh, I think we could just leave and just upload that. No one will give a shit, right? Welcome to Rough Cuts. I'm Ilion, and this is uh, Den Mother Boix. <laughs> I'm the Boix. Hello. <laughs> That's more energy than this movie gave any of us. <laughs> yeah. You, okay. You knew what we were getting into, and you did it because you wanted to get back at me for saying that we should watch Love on a Leash. Are you yes. fucking happy? Are you satisfied? No. No, I feel like I need to get back at you more, and I'm also upset that this movie backfired and made me mad. <laughs> like, that's not my problem, though. You did this to yourself. <laughs> Look, you're not wrong. Oh, God. Okay. For the people, raise your hand if you've heard of The Asylum. The really, really funny people that do such cool, funny schlock movies like Sharknado. The Atlantic Rim Resurrection. Transmorphers. Alien Predators. The Terminators. American Psychos with an S. Triassic World. Fast and Fierce. Snakes on a Train. Death Race. Avengers Grimm. Avengers Grimm, Time War. Was that what it was? Time yeah, War? I think so. Yeah, Time, Time War. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea of Asylum that somehow mainstream people didn't catch on to, even once Sharknado came out, is they are specifically here to cash in on mistakes. So somebody else does a movie and then what they do is they make a movie that is legally distinct but has a very similar title and then they pretty much all of their production goes into getting a good uh cover art for their actual like or at least back in the day it definitely did uh back when blockbusters were still kind around. of yeah like they would try and get like a lot of their production value would go into that more than anything to just try and get like uh, as close of a looking poster kind of cover to what the other movie is as possible so that grandma when she's uh like asking about it in the store or later on people when they try and like google search it or something accidentally end up hitting the wrong thing and buying it by accident that's their business model it's a Hi, um, I I don't know that I'm legally allowed to say this. I am not saying they're actually breaking the law, but it's a scam. <laughs> like I, so I have to say that just to because I don't Le want to get legally, sued. But. Legally, we're saying that they are not scam artists, but what they are doing is what a scam artist would do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what scam so, artists do. So, so what's interesting about the movie poster because you're mentioning that they usually make interesting or close looking movie posters to trick you oh i didn't say interesting i did not no <laughs> okay okay don't what I, don't you <laughs> fucking dare but what i'm saying is this movie actually had three movie posters yes in, in different varieties to try and trick you so yes. there's the original movie poster which shows our uh little dead rotting hood character in her red cloak that she doesn't wear ever in the whole movie pretty much um yeah and and she has like a, a normal looking human face and there's not really anything showing and then okay that's whatever there's a second version of that where they edit out her face for a really shitty looking monster face to make you think it's a monster movie mm -hmm. and then there's a third one where they they superimpose a fake belly on her with a tribal tattoo to show some skin <laughs> To give even more. Well, and they all show skin, but that one shows more skin. Even more to try and yes. entice you to, to watch it, because now it's a sexy movie, right? Yes. 
So like everything about it is just so cynical and and they're trying to one beat like it almost feels like they're trying to beat an algorithm to try and make people click yeah. on it or yes. or pick it up. And the other thing is they're trying to fill a quota of oh well we have to we have to release a movie for sci-fi for Saturday like a month from now. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll just check the boxes and then yeah, it's you know, one of those things it. where they probably get like hired on where they're producing like made for TV style movies that go on like Sci-Fi Network and all these kinds of places, and they're contractually obligated to put out so many movies every so often, like based on various contracts, and they just shit them out. Because th- like, this is the first of five that he made mm-hmm. that year. In, in that year, right? <laughs> for for you know, whatever network, I assume sci-fi because they're the ones airing all this garbage. But, yeah. like, you can't release five movies in a year and expect any quality, so they're not... I don't think they expect quality, first of all. No. Uh, but, like, there, there's nothing to it, you know? Like, so you and I, we watch a lot of bad movies, right? Like, yes. we would consider yeah. ourselves connoisseurs of terrible films. In some At least aspect. a little bit, yeah. The Asylum movies aren't terrible movies. They're no. just... They're like a shrug. Yep. I guess. They're they're the equivalent of, eh, who cares? They are made... I, I figured that we had to do one of these uh, simply to satisfy the quota so that we could actually talk about Asylum at one point. Yeah, at Because some it's point. kind of important because a lot of people get tricked into thinking... People see B-movies and they see, like, The Room trend and people like The Room and they see, like, Trolls 2 and they see all those kinds of things. And then they see Sharknado and they go, oh, this must be those bad movies that everybody likes. But it's not. No. Like, they're they're wildly different and people don't understand or know why. Like, there's a, a mainstream audience that hears about, oh, bad movies are funny. And so then they kind of get sucked into these. And that's kind of what asylum capitalizes on also they capitalize on two different things they either try and get you to buy it by mistake or they do the like trying to be ah oh, ha, ha look it's so bad that it's good the problem with that is you can't make a movie bad on purpose and have it work no not really like like there's a there's a very 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 few exceptions um but those are normally meant to like mock certain things like for example lost skeleton of cadaver but oh, I love Lost Skeleton and a Cadaver. Can we talk so about good. Lost Skeleton and a Cadaver? Let's just yeah. Let's take fifty. <laughs> like that minutes. one. That one's actually a satire. That's a it's satire. So or something. Like that's a. It's it's a satire and it's funny. It's not actually like. Yeah. These are just trying to be a bad B movie, and you can't just make a bad B movie. You can't do that. That's not the point. The reason why those kinds of B movies work, like Troll Two and Room and like Miami Connection and all all those kinds of movies that are really classic bad movies that are really funny to watch Samurai Cop is that there were people on set that like truly believed in the project yeah so when you're making a movie for it to be a good bad movie the intent can't be that I'm going to go out and make something terrible there has to be heart there has to be uh, a drive to make a product that you're actually going to be proud of. And then because of all your stupid decisions, it just turned out terrible because That's of incredible not, incompetence. Yes. Yeah. It's incompetence. It's not, I'm competent and this is terrible. <laughs> like that's not yeah. how it works. You, Cause then you get bland. Um, yeah. The idea, but, I'm, well, those other ones, like they have a heart to them. There's something about it where it's yeah. like people pouring their heart into something and it just kind of backfiring in the weirdest ways is really funny. Because, like, you yeah. can tell there's a lot of... Those movies are f- often hilarious. But it's because of the fact that they're not intended to be funny. These, and, they try and, like, get, like, one-liners and stuff that are funny, but aren't. Like, they're just miserable. Things like, oh, but she was real crexy though. What's Crexy mean? Creepy or sexy. Or if they say like, oh, does a bear poop in the woods? Yes. Yeah. And then the kids laugh slightly. Like, like Yeah. I'm gonna talk about one of my favorite B movies real quick and why sure. I think it's it's good. So let's talk about tracks. 
Jungle this is our tracks. moment to talk about tracks. Mm-hmm. So when you're making a movie and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to do something cool and it's going to be interesting and everybody's going to like it. So we're going to start the film with our cop character slash uh, X Rambo uh, riding a skateboard on the back of a police car with a gun drum into a pet shop so he can shoot a guy who's holding a dog. <laughs> Yes. Or something. And and just going through the window like blam blam. Fuck yeah. yeah tracks. <laughs> like like that scene is fucking stupid. It's so yes. fucking dumb. Tracks but... has um has one of the end villains go like, Well, tracks, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna end your life. And then he goes to drive away, but as he's driving away, he farts really he farts loud. And it blows up the car. Blows him up and he dies. And that's the end of that villain. I fucking... Like that? Yes. Things like that. Where it's like, is this supposed to be funny? Or is this just, they made the movie and didn't know how to end it? Like, it's stuff like that that makes those movies interesting. This doesn't have any of that. No. Should we... Do we want to talk more about tracks before we actually talk about (laughs) what this movie does? Look, I can talk talk for hours about tracks. But what, yes. I, what I'm what I'm getting at is they had a vision for what they wanted and they fucking went for it, right? Yeah. Like this movie has some trickling of ideas of what they want, but they never go far enough to hit that campy B movie aspect that you would hope to expect from a fucking movie called Little Dead Rotting Hood. <laughs> Right? Well, the plan, I mean, the reason why is that what they want out of this movie is, like you said, it's the equivalent of, like, the YouTube algorithm videos that yeah. are, like, Elsa and Shrek meet at the Enchanted Fort, like, that they hit all the keywords, right? Like, that's all okay, what's popular for, yeah. this week? Elsa, Shrek, uh, like, the shark song, and it's like, oh, Elsa and Shrek meet the baby shark and swim through the water. And it's just like this weird algorithm video. And that's all they're doing with these is like, there is contractually obligated things essentially in this. Oh God. Like, I just want to get through like little bits and pieces of it. Like, for example, the, the sex scene in this, right? Uh, That scene was like really gratuitous. And, well, of course it is because that's what they're trying to sell yeah. you. Like it, this is marketing the movie. There is a scene in which there's a, a woman that answers a call. So, like at the beginning, uh, our main character gets mauled by a dog, a wolf thing, and then Marina Sirtis shows up for five seconds yes. to do a ritual, say that she's going to come back to life, and then die because Marina Sirtis cannot be fucked to be here for longer than that um and then like so then they're like trying to find the missing girl because oh she's the her grandmother's dead but where is she and she's buried in a grave underneath her grandmother and the cops are too fucking stupid to realize it uh six, six and, inches underground there's nothing yeah, six on top inches of it. underground yeah but <laughs> fuck I, we can get into that but th- when they're looking for her like their introduction to the sex scene is it's a non sequitur because they don't care. They just need to, they know that they need, there needs to be a sex scene. So they have to just go into it. So what they do is they get like a phone call. Uh, they, and they're like, Oh, Hey, have you seen, you're her friend. Have you seen her? We've never been introduced to who this woman is. We've never been introduced to who the main character is. We've seen nothing about her. The movie opens with her being mauled in the woods. Like that's yes. where it opens. And so we have no backstory on either of these people. And then it just calls her and she picks up her phone. And she's like, oh, no, I haven't seen her around. All right, see ya, bye. Hangs up. And then she goes, hey, you ready for sex time? And turns well, on, uh, like, probably some royalty-free music. It, it, it's something right? that they could very cheaply, like, use on the movie. Bye, yeah, yeah. License, and it's even whatever. It's even worse than you think because they, they go into, like, a full slow strip tease yes and yeah. and she pulls off her her bra which okay sure boobs but then they like they go further mm-hmm. <laughs> for no i was surprised reason. at how far they went yeah they like she pulls down her pants they show everything almost like it's it's like 90 percent and yeah, then, was and real then they, close. Start, they start fucking on the couch like it's yeah it's it, it, very gross off horse porn yeah and for like three minutes and then, and then those two characters get mauled by a wolf that's in their house. 
yeah um, that somehow. teleports in like it, it teleports yeah. into their house because he he hears a growl gets up looks around for it and goes oh it's nothing it must have just been the cat and then he goes back to the couch and the wolf just like portals in like it's amazingly stupid i like i say amazingly and, stupid and but i don't mean that in done. a funny like, way the cops show up later just to like be like oh they died oh no a wolf and just to show more skin of course they yes. show the dead body skin too because why yep. not yeah they've got to show her dead with uh being naked they have to show her naked a bunch like I... and then when she's when they're being mauled by the wolf they have to show him being mauled by the wolf but it's constantly interspersed with her naked on the couch, yeah. screaming, because you have him, to show him her naked. Him with his clothes him. back on. Yes. <laughs> her completely naked still, because, of course. Yeah, no, that's the whole purpose of that scene. <sighs> and that's the kind of thing that this movie is, is that nothing follows an actual plot structure or regular... Like, it doesn't follow characters or plot structure. It doesn't bother setting that stuff up. It is just essentially a point a point b point c thing to get you spot to spot to spot for their set pieces that they have to have so that they can market it as a movie like they basically this is something where the trailer it like they probably make the movie with the trailer in mind and like the everything in mind right away where they're like okay this is how we're going to have the trailer set up. We have to make sure that we have this kind of a sexy scene. Sure. We have to have a scene of like kids partying. We have to have a scene of like a werewolf transformation. Like they have to like knock out all the different things. They're like, we're going to need this for the trailer so that we can sell it off as some kind of movie that people will want to watch for these reasons. Right. Like, yep. It's, yeah. It is incredibly cynical and crass and just, disgusting in so many ways um but anyway so she dies they're calling around trying to find where she is um we get introduced to all the different characters and things like god i like i don't know how to talk about this there, film there are characters there's there's yeah. guy guy who is girlfriend's boyfriend yes uh there's cop who has no range of emotions <laughs> at all. Not even a little bit, yeah. Uh, there's Deputy, who is teenager cop, who's actually 50. Yes, he is... When we say teenager cop who's actually 50, it's because he has, like, the crexy line. Oh, she's creepy sexy. And just different things. Like, he's always... He's like, I don't want to be here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go out in the woods and fight these werewolves. And like, he, that's his line delivery. He literally sounds like he's a tantruming, like, fourteen year old. It's There's pretty yeah. embarrassing. There's a uh, random townsfolk. Uh, yes. And then there's the a most important character, which is Prospector Joe. Prospector Joe, yo, you can't take my flamethrower. I'm out here gonna blow these wolves all pieces with my flamethrower. Yeah, who like who said you could come out here and not give me a flip? So I'm gonna fight them wolves. I told you not to go in them woods. Cletus is gonna get attacked if you go in them woods. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking, oh, he's, he's the so death. Uh, he's the death omen guy. So you know how like a, a horror movie again, like this, it's a checklist. But okay, here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. They set up a character that I like and that I think is funny. And they did not utilize them in any possible way that would actually be entertaining or justified to have that character. <laughs> no, because it's an accident. It's an I'm accident so that it mad. happened. It's an it's accident like, that that happened. It's, it's like if you took uh, Warwick the Warlock from Spooky Buddies and didn't do anything funny with them at all in the entire movie. Like it's, it's yeah, like you have them in their movie for two minutes. It, yeah. it it's the it's the Airbud Five. It's Airbud Five. It's like it is, Wolverine yeah. and the Blob that we had. Like they were doing like the bank heist, but they're in the movie for three minutes because that's all of that's the only well of creativity that they had. It's the right? only like, interesting character, and I'm ninety nine percent sure that is all on the actor and not anything in the writing or the director. Oh, <laughs> the yeah, actor 100%. just decided I'm gonna be this fucking guy. <laughs> Yeah. And they went with it. And but like, it's hard they... to talk about this film because it's like... So the thing is, it's so hard to talk about because it's, it's a competently shot. Movie. Yeah, it's, it's competently shot. It is... Like, the acting is bad and bland, but it's not interesting bad. It's just everybody kind of just talks like this all the time. 
that's all they do. It, it just sounds like they're just talking, reading off the script in their off time. Like, it doesn't sound like they're acting at all. Almost nobody actually delivers a line. So, like, that's... Uh, you get that. Those are the, like, for the acting and for the cinematography. The cinematography is, like, just... It, it's a bunch of foggy shots in the woods, and they're competently lit. Like, nobody is in the dark. It's not dogs where everybody is. It's, like, total darkness all the time, and you can't see what the fuck's going yeah. on. But it's just... it's but it's bland and lazy. It doesn't look good. It just, it's there. It's competent. Um, and like there's the script is nothing like the story makes no sense and just kind of goes from one thing to the next. Like it would be an embarrassingly bad episode of Xena warrior princess, which is kind of the energy that it has. Like it feels like, uh, it would be a 90s like the PlayStation CW one, the PlayStation one version of Xena warrior princess. That's yeah, what it would be yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. Oh so it's got God. that kind of an energy and story to it. So, I mean, like, okay, so she dies, she gets buried in the woods, and the grandmother, like, does a blood ritual to bring her back, and she's like, I had to sacrifice you this way. And then they're looking for her. In the meantime, all the wolves start mauling kids. Um, they maul somebody they, at a party. Yeah, they kind of just kill people for no reason at all, yeah. ever. There, there, there's there's no setup point. for it. There's no yeah. reason... Uh, they, they don't say like, there's not like a thing where they're dumping toxic waste into where the wolves live. There's no like, oh, they encroach on the, you know, they're bulldozing an area and it happens to be like a den of wolves. Like, like let, let's compare this again to, uh, another B movie. So like Troma mm -hmm. makes throwaway B movies, right? Yeah. Um, the Troma is sometimes compared to Asylum. Asylum's like the trauma of this age and it's oh, not remotely true. that. Um, that's trauma, so unfair to trauma. Like, 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 let's look at uh, the Toxic Avenger, right? Yeah. So, Toxic Avenger is a movie about a kid that gets bullied. Uh, he gets thrown into a toxic waste barrel and then turns into the Toxic Avenger and brutally murders people while people cheer him on. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there, there's there's a setup yes. and a payoff. There's a plot. Um, yeah. In this movie, it's just oh well, it's that time of year, so I guess the wolves are killing people now. <laughs> Right? Like, yes. there's no point. Yeah. There's no. no fucking point. None of it matters. It, I've never been so disinterested in, like, just people dying in a movie. I don't care. There's Next a lot scene, of please. action scenes and stuff, but it just doesn't do anything. And, of course, the, again, the action scenes is, like, very loosely stated here i mean it, it's action in the way that like a hercules well, or a xena warrior princess is it's, where it's, it's like action in that they're like lifting up plastic guns as smoke effects appear on you know yeah or like when later on so the all the townspeople are getting mauled sheriff is looking around for the people there's a bunch of like little side plots that do absolutely nothing and go nowhere like the striptease scene or yeah. the fact that, like, the sheriff guy is like, oh, my wife wants me to take the kids for this week. And that does, doesn't does develop in the slightest. It's there simply so that they can have in the marketing material, in the trailer somewhere, they can show guy with his kids that's like, oh, he's a family man. Like, that, it's a total cynical thing again, I'm sure. Like, they probably had some kind of marketing that said, oh, well, it sells this much better if we have a, a guy that has kids in the state. Like, it, it's all just checklist things um so like his kids show up in two scenes like they just come in he takes them and he's like oh no i forgot they're even showing up this is a bad time for them to show up and then he goes oh, i'll put them in the station and he puts them in the police station and then they never show up in this movie again uh and then she gets resurrected she's going out killing wolves but she also looks like a wolf which is fucking or weird like she's got weird claw hands and a very bad glow Wait, effect on her yeah, eyes it's okay so they they gave they went through the effort of giving her contacts so that she yep. has black, uh, completely filled eyes, right? Yes. And then they're like, that's not enough. <laughs> yep. She doesn't look scary. So we need to also put like a, a shitty Photoshop effect over her eyes to make them glow for half a second. Yeah. For no reason. There's no Well, and reason. it's really sloppily done. Like it's it, it's all over her eyelids and stuff. Like it's not it doesn't even really match the eyes like they no somebody it's... did like a two second swipe of an effect over top of it with the brush and didn't actually like bother having it come from the eyes and give it a glow or anything like, like if they not, already um... went through the effort of giving her the contacts why do you care yeah. what, who what's the point 
you're gonna put the minimal amount of effort to photoshop something in that doesn't even matter no one cares yeah i'm surprised they went that far because like it's like i said most of it's just such lazy checklist it's surprising that they even bothered to do that right like (sighs) seriously it's kind of surprising that they actually cared enough yeah Um, so like after the wolves are attacking everybody randomly for no reason at all uh, the cop gets a posse around, including yeah. our prospector Joe with his flamethrower, uh, which he immediately takes away because we can't have prospector Joe just indiscriminately flamethrowering wolves in the woods, I guess. This is like um, one of the only things they actually, you know, they're going to set up and pay off. And I was like, oh man, they're actually going to set up like the flamethrower and they're going to use it later. I mean, it doesn't actually matter. No, they use it and it doesn't pointless. do anything. But, but anyway, anyway, the, the you know they're going to use it. It's I just I I yeah. hold up. You have to let me say this though. You're no. you're going ahead too fast because I I'm using this as a a moment to say one thing that I wanted to say. Two words. Uh huh. Chekhov's flamethrower. Anyways, Thank yes. You. So go. Ahead. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. That's the only reason why I needed to talk there. So so the group gets attacked, uh, including Cletus, who had a bloodhound dog, who was very adorable. Oh, yeah. The Bloodhound dog, the dog is a very good boy. Uh, but they all get attacked. Uh, they keep going back and forth between, like, the police station and the woods and the police station and Grandma's house and the woods and Grandma's house and the police station and the woods and Grandma's house. And on and on and on. <laughs> they never, never actually do anything or go anywhere. And... Eventually, the cops are all in a room in the most motion-sick fucking shot thing ever. And they just keep panning back and forth between this board with a wolf on it over some map saying, well, these wolves are different and they're not from around here, so they must be some other breed of wolf. Haha, <laughs> like a werewolf XD? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you can do get silver bullets. And the reason why this is. So you mentioned that it's nauseating. Like, I why is it so nauseating? I hate it. Because, so the whole movie is shot like you're on a moving ship. Like, the waves are pushing the camera to the side on every scene. And it's to try and make it more action and interesting. But it's in, like, still shots where characters should be talking back and forth. And there's these quick cuts of character face, room, character face, room. Pan left, pan right, pan left, pan right, quick shot. Zoom in, zoom out, pan left, pan right. Uh, Can you just fucking stop? Yeah. (laughs) Let me look at the the scene. It's all to try and instill it with this kind of false energy that doesn't work because none of the actors have any energy and the scene doesn't have any energy and it doesn't even need any energy it's just an exposition scene but they don't understand like they know that their movie is boring so they have to try and do something about it and what it ends up doing is it ends up giving you motion sickness it sucks you remember that Um, scene where they were sitting at the diner and he ordered a full butchered cut piece of beef (laughs) Like from 35 the diner. pounds from the Yeah, diner. and it, like when when we say diner, we mean like the old like silver trailer, like, like a 1950s yeah, like trailer diner, diner car. Yeah. They they butchered their own cows in the back of that, apparently. Yeah, he's like, hey, you guys uh you guys cut your own meat in here, right? And he's like, Yeah, I mean well, we got 35 pound slabs of ribeye. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what so eventually girlfriend wakes up, she's a monster, boyfriend finds her. They find a book in her grandma's house, which looks less like a grandma's house than her apartment, which is actually grandma's house. Yes. And the book looks like it was drawn by a 12-year-old. And somehow Spooky Buddies made a better spooky book. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The drawings in this are comically pathetic. Um, It's It's just... It's so bad. It, it it this movie has the energy like i said like with teen cop i i was talking about this while we watched it um with teen cop and his like funny one-liners quote unquote and attitude um and how he's kind of like the humorous sidekick or something it feels like this whole movie is written and directed by a particularly edgy 14 year old yeah and it has that energy throughout it including like 
this book feels like something that a a 14 year old would draw where they're like man there's like werewolves in the woods and there's this really cool character that i like who's oc don't steal (laughs) yeah and they have a sword and 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 a magic cloak and and the sword glows red sometimes and when they're fighting shadow the hedgehog they (laughs) yeah it's got that it has that energy to it and like and it looks like it like the sword is the sword drawings and stuff and the drawings of the character are just comically inept and it, it, <sighs> it, i sorry i say comically inept but i should just say inept because it's not funny they're just it's inept just there's nothing crazy. funny about it it's so bad so, so the book the book mentions the is it mega wolf they say the den mother and then they say it's a mega wolf mega wolf because they're trying to make it spooky and scary. Wolf with abs, baby! So so on the autumn equinox, the mega wolf... Yeah. ...comes out. So, okay, so they get the cop, his deputy, boyfriend and girlfriend to go to a spooky cave. Because it's spooky because it has a skeleton. Skeletons are yes. spooky. And they, they find some towels... With, with, with like, ink with the bad fourteen-year-old drawings, drawings on them, same drawings, yeah, hanging, hanging in the cave, and then three goth like guys come out from the towels, and they're like, "Hey guys, what's up?" <laughs> hey guys, we've been expecting you. They're just like, "Hey." How's it going? Fancy seeing you here. And then they, they transform. And they shake weirdly and turn very bad and then, CGI into And then a really wolves. shitty CG Mega Wolf comes out with his abs with six boobs. Because they all have nipples. Yep. And yep. I don't... Yeah, and standing up on two um, legs and it's like 20, 30 It's like a free tall. asset they found like, on some website. It looks so awful. Yes. Yeah, it it look like it, it has very much free asset energy. Like you could just get this in Unity oh. or something. Like it's like a Unity store asset of like bad werewolf, and they just stretched it so it was comically large, and then they fight in the loosest sense. This wolf of again, like you said, yeah. raising plastic guns while little puffs of smoke come out, uh, and and like I said, like the. As I was saying earlier, it kind of has the Xena warrior princess or Hercules style fight choreography for the actual lead girl. God, she sucks. Uh, little she dead rotting anything. Where it's just like, well, it'll show her like do a swing and then it'll cut to the other person reacting to it. But there'll be no, there won't even be an arm in the other scene. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it won't show any, there's no scene where her and the villain are together. No at all right like it'll be a a close-up shot of her doing a motion and then a close-up shot of the villain with a reaction and that's the choreography of a fight scene and if that sounds low energy and awful to you it is it is so the whole point is they set up a a twist a twist in this film so because throughout this whole thing there's been yeah so there's an antagonist Becky Sanders, who keeps showing up and basically just having a nice, friendly chat with the cop and then leaving uh, about, hey, you gotta stop encroaching on our land of the wolves, man, or they're gonna, like, kill you and stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah, and that only shows up, like, 40 minutes yeah. into the film. Like, she, her first appearance, she shows up and she goes, well, she's like, well, you guys are out here encroaching on their land. Yes. And, and then like, after oh, the cave okay. scene, she shows I up guess. at the police station. She's like, hey, your deputy died last night and it was totally cool because I did it. <laughs> you should arrest me. And then he goes, all right, I guess I'll arrest you. And so they put her in jail yeah. and that's it. And then, and then. Yeah. And it's like, oh, she's the den mother. Yeah. She must and be. Then, and it's like, then the no, cop, it's pretty obvious. The cop's like, okay, I got her. So I'm going to go talk to this other cop who said she's not an expert on wolves. But let me tell you my expert opinion on wolves to the cops. And they show up in the woods again in the middle of nowhere, so they don't have to shoot anything. And it turns out, well, like he finds he just her drives in the middle up, of the woods. Yeah. He goes to see this cop, and she's just Doing standing nothing. there yeah. in the middle Outside of the of foggy car. woods with no car yeah. around. She just, 
And that's how you find people, right? Like, you just go meet them in the woods. It's convenient to the plot. So she was there, and he found her. Yeah. Okay. So so the cop is, like, yep. answering questions. They're talking back and forth. You gotta go talk to this girl. She said that she was, like, killing my partner and stuff. And that's bad. And I think she's, like, evil and things. Oh, no, no, that's not her, honey. She's just a werewolf, uh, like me. And she's just trying to take over but i'm actually the werewolf that controls everything and the mega wolf so you gotta like step off honey oh but no you gotta talk to her because she's evil yeah okay you you're asking too many questions so i'm gonna kill you now (laughs) uh okay that's the conversation (laughs) yeah it's pretty amazing because like she constantly she goes like you don't have any idea what the world's really like that werewolves really exist and he's like well, oh, but, like, the woman back there, like, she seems bad. Should we talk to her? And she goes, werewolves are real and we're going to kill That's you. That's not goes, what I said, yeah, though. Um, yeah, the girl in the, the prison is, like, and it's, like, dude, like, what the fuck, man? Like, come on. Can we make this cop have any range or intelligence at all? Because, like, he's sitting there and she's constantly, like, monologuing at him. And he's just, like, so uh, you're going to go talk to that suspect I talked about? I don't, it's I don't like understand she's, what's going on here. Yeah, it's Why like she's talking past him. To the audience, yes, for no reason. Yep, yeah. Well, I, the reason is that they assume that their audience is that uh, stupid. I don't know, man. People that tell that's... me to watch asylum movies, I think, might actually be that stupid. I'm gonna be honest. Well, that—that's kind of what I mean. Like the asylum movie. I, not to insult you, if you like asylum, I'm gonna movies, be. I, I will insult. I mean, they're... I'm sorry. Watch better bad movies. <laughs> yeah i mean well and also like honestly i again i feel i i feel that their business Uh, model is um if not illegal certainly unethical in pretty much every possible way like it's just sickening the thing the way that they market these movies and how they yeah it it sucks i i I always hate how people and how popular sharknado got because like i knew about asylum before that and what they did and it, it actually became a thing was so incredibly obnoxious. So, anyway, the Mega Wolf. So, yeah, she transforms. Yeah, so the into Mega, Mega Wolf, Wolf follows the cop back into town after his car stops working because it was convenient that the car stopped working. His so him and working. him and boyfriend meet yeah. up with girlfriend who is also monster, and they they run back into town. Uh, Everybody in town, including the police SWAT team, that this little town of like fifty people has twenty SWAT members. Well, and the SWAT team—they all have different helmets. Some of them oh, are very never, obviously like World War yeah, One knockoff helmets. The, uh, Some of them are costumes. World War Two things. The costumes in this movie are just a yeah. mishmash of random, appropriate "quote unquote" costumes. Like the cops all have different costumes from different yeah. precincts. Just because they had extra cop uniforms from previous movies, they're like, well, let's use those. It doesn't matter if they match. We have two of these cop uniforms yeah. and five of these the ones. Swat, the swat so ones are the same. It's just a mishmash of random things they had lying around from other films. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but that's why I wanted to mention it. Because, like, this SWAT team looks hilarious. Because they are... <sighs> They're, they're so badly yeah. done. Like I said, like one will have like a World War One helmet and then one will have like what looks like a 90s SWAT outfit and then one will have like a more modern one. And it, it's just a mishmash. Like they look like they went to the surplus store and just grabbed they whatever and like filled a bin full of stuff. Oh, and, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's the kind of thing that they would do. But that, they're that, shooting the at the Mega Wolf as the regular werewolves slash normal wolves slash... B B roll footage of wolves growling that they could use multiple times in the movie to just fill air uh, are shot at yeah. and attacking random people and they attack Prospector Joe but they don't show him dying so I'm gonna believe that that character is fine. Prospector Joe cannot die. He's the He's only too thing angry worthwhile. to die. That's how it works. Man too angry <laughs> to die. He's, he's too angry and yes. southern to die. So so they grab the flamethrower of Prospector Joe's from the back of a different cop car because his car was stopped and I don't know how they got back there. Whatever. Um, they, You know that Prospector Joe on his own time says jigger, yeah. right? 
<laughs> anyway, so sorry, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just having a big look, thing come about Prospector Joe. Prospector the only thing Joe that matters. is own I'm just time. You out. <laughs> uh, dresses up like a ghost, goes into the mines and scares teenagers for fun. That is what God, that I character so. does. That would be a better film. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Um, they, they end up flamethrowering the Mega Wolf, which doesn't do anything. Then they shoot at the Mega Wolf, which doesn't do anything. Uh, then they attack the Mega Wolf with a sword, which doesn't do anything. Uh, and then randomly, while girl friend is on the ground, the glow, the, the sword starts glowing red, quote unquote, glowing, uh, which now it's strong yes. enough to like attack the the Mega Wolf, and she runs up and stabs it through the throat just so they could get another nudity scene with a different character. Yeah, as she slowly transforms back to human, they of course have her be naked. So then she's laying there and they can show another gratuitous shot. Uh, I think it glows red because boyfriend does dies. He die? I, think. I guess he so dies. She's all angry. Because he gets yeah, attacked, he yeah. And then she gets up and she's mad. This, so then she This character her does fucking nothing in this whole movie except just randomly attack wolves. Which one? <laughs> I'm sorry. All You're not being them. clear because that is every None of character them do in this movie. Anything. Yeah. They're fucking worthless characters. No. <laughs> Just throwaways. Like, okay, I wanted to read a few questions for you. So now no, that we've gone wait, over no. the plot. Before I wrote we get down to the questions, we have to talk okay. about the Kool-Aid man. Oh, fuck. Right. Because we're not uh, done with Becky. They had oh, to yeah. set up a sequel. So they, they locked Becky Sanders, not related to Bernie Sanders, into the prison... Of, uh, or she, no, she's the greatest she's, threat of all time. A yes. socialist werewolf. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna yeah. end this scene real quickly for you. She tunneled through she the wall, and it's perfect circle, like, and that's Kool-Aid, it. Man. Who cares? It, it's so, it's so fucking dumb. Well, and they show it, and it's such a bad CG effect again, and it's like perfectly round, yeah. like it's just this amazing. And, and then, of course, she's still out there. So, Little Dead Rotting Hood too. <laughs> yeah, which is totally something they would do. Like again, these movies have a budget of like fifty thousand yeah. dollars, and they just churn them out to fill a contract so that like sci-fi has yeah. programming for two a.m. on a Friday night. All right, what are your fucking questions? Okay. Why did the wolves attack? I don't care. Why did he get his kids? Fuck off. Why was Becky a character? <laughs> like, look. Uh, like, uh, look. how... Well, okay, and like, the reason why Becky was a character... I'm going to answer my own question. Was for a sequel. Well, and also so that they could do a twist. She's only in there as a red herring. She has no purpose other than that, which is the fucking stupidest shit. Anyways... How did the where? Uh, how did the werewolves start? Like, why are they werewolves? I don't fucking care. It, it doesn't explain any. Like, these are none of these are. None explained. of it matters. Why did? Why yeah. did she? Why did the main character, Little Dead Rotting Hood? Why did she have to be dead? You know what? That's a good question, actually, because she could have just been alive because she is in every scene anyway. There's absolutely so. no fucking purpose to any of it. Like, they kill her, and, are, she's, are and sure? the grandmother's like, oh, I had to sacrifice her. And it's like, wait, but, but why? She, the grandmother was alive and had those powers. Why does she have to make her daughter, a, her granddaughter, a zombie? Anyways, next was it question. The, the Srexy joke? Was that it? Was Maybe. That it? Yeah. Why Why is her power to be a werewolf even though she's fighting them? Underworld? <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who were the wolves in the cave that transformed? They were the three goth guys that said, hey guys. <laughs> but like, That's what they were. A movie, a movie, an actual, I don't want to call no it a movie. A movie would actually yeah. have hey, these were the guys in town that have been, like, hanging around and causing trouble. Do you know what I mean? Like, there would be a purpose. You would see them in the background of scenes and then have a, oh my god! You'd have some reason for it to be those yeah. guys, right? Like, some of the teens at the party or something, where it's like, oh, Someone, like, yeah. They, they were tricking people the whole time! Like, you'd have that as the twist. If it was an actual movie you would have had them be connected in some way to the characters so that when they showed up and went like, hey guys, 
you were like, oh, oh, it's those people. This is why the werewolves are attacking. No, they were just three extras they could hire on the cheap for 15 minutes. Yeah, like there's no reason That's for all. the wolves to attack. There's no reason no. for the guy to have gotten his kids. There is no reason for Becky to be a character at all besides to just be plot convenient for there to be a quote-unquote twist. Which, like, a, an actual twist in a movie means that, there, like, there's a reason to believe that somebody is doing something. Like, there's no setup for her character. You don't get any, like, motivation for her. You don't get any backstory. You don't get, like, her interacting with people. She just shows up, and then they say... They tell her backstory in one cutscene where they go, oh yeah, she's attacked people because she likes wolves. And that's what they say. Okay. She's a uh, I have a activist. question for you, actually. I do have a question for you. Sure. How do you think that they afforded two separate ringtone sound <laughs> I was surprised that they pulled out the second. Because we noticed in the <laughs> early part of this movie, they have a couple of people phoning back and forth, and it's the same They're ringtone. People. Like, there's, like, yeah. the old cop is using the same ringtone as, like, the young teens and stuff. And I'm like, and it's not a default ringtone. It's one they I'm like, oh, so that's just, like, a sound pack they downloaded. But then later on, one person gets a different ringtone. And it's like, oh, huh. I guess they found out there was, they, like, two... Yeah. There were two ringtone sounds in their sound pack, and they realized it halfway through the, the movie. The real mystery, though, is do you think they splurged on the second, or they just randomly... Oh, they the randomly stumbled across pack, it. No, right? they found it in the pack. Okay. Basically, what it was, was the first one was labeled ringtone, and they, <laughs> they found that one, and then when they went to put in the second one, they saw one that was phone ring, and they were like, oh, there's two of them. Oh, I guess we should have used two. All right, put that one in also. Should we go back and change the other ones? No. No. <laughs> so here's another, here's the real twist of this though. I have, uh, yeah. I have the real twist because I did some research while we took a break. Um, uh-huh. We were talking how all of their movies are ripoffs of other franchises and stuff because they want to basically, they want to have somebody else spend a bunch of money on marketing and they want people to like typo it in Google or they want to like, like I said, Transformers and Transmorphers, they want it in Blockbuster to be side-by-side, alphabetically, Mm -hmm. right? They want to try and get them alphabetically close, stuff like that. So when we looked it up, there is a Little Dead Riding Hood, which is not Little Dead Rotting Hood. Yes. That's a book. And that's why she needed to be dead, because Little Dead Riding Hood had dead. Wrong! That's the twist. This Uh. movie came out on January... 5th 2016 that one came out in the book came out in august 2016 my god they ripped off an asylum they didn't (laughs) nobody ripped off asylum movies but like (laughs) they they accidentally stumbled across it on accident or maybe they got wind that it was coming out like maybe there was some marketing promos of that book coming out soon like I don't, I'm not sure yeah. how they got it because that's they must funny. have heard about it. Yeah, like they, they might have. Must have. Well, that's what I mean. Like there might have been some marketing around the book beforehand, which is weird. I'm surprised. Like normally that far back though, so I don't know. It's weird that it actually isn't like that because normally what happens is you'll see like Transformers comes out. I, I'm I'm just gonna make up dates because I don't have them in front of me, but it, it's like this kind of a timeline where like January 2013 Transformers will be released, and then they have three months to make their movie as fast as possible slapped together and transmorphers will come out in april 2015 right like it'll come out three months later like about when the direct-to-video version of the movie would finally release yes they they do a very very tight shelves next to it Yeah. yeah they do it as fast as possible they do a very very quick tight schedule slap together edit it as quick as possible and try and get it to hit source shelves about the same time so that their direct video version can go side by side with the actual one. And when you're in the store, you might, like I said, grandma trying to buy it for little Timmy for Christmas might accidentally stumble across the wrong one. And instead of getting Transformers, we'll get Transmorphers. And that's their business model. It's a fucking Man, scam. This episode has been really depressing. Fuck Asylum! <laughs> Don't so, watch the movies! Stop sharing I, Sharknado! I hate it! Don't do it. Stop, if you do it, you're a criminal. Suggesting Sharknado people, please. 
they're they're okay, literal so, scumbags. Like I I don't I, use that yeah. lightly either. Like you were saying, you said like I, I was like you were, at one point when we were watching and it had the gratuitous sex scene, you you were like oh like pervy director. I'm like no, it's not. Like it's almost worse than that because it's not even the director being a perv. It's them sitting there and like having a marketing team and they sit down and they go. Well, our, our movies sell better if we have exactly three and a half minutes of sex in them. So make sure that that sex scene lasts exactly three minutes and 30 seconds. Like, that's what it and is. And then immediately end it. Yeah. Immediately cut it. We're done. Next scene. Okay, so let, we're, we can bitch about Asylum for a while. Yes. And I think we've we've accomplished that. Let's, let's talk about some good boys. Yeah, we've got to talk about the good boys. So... So we gotta rate the Mega Wolf. <laughs> gotta rate the Mega Wolf. We've gotta rate the Goth Trio, and we have to rate. Uh, we we do. And then and then and then we the yeah, and then we have to rate um, the Bloodhound. Cletus's dog. And we have to rate Prospector Joe, who is the actual good boy. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Don't say that. That's the surprise good boy. No, that's our twist. We're like Asylum. That's the twist. What a twist. <laughs> Okay, so Mega Wolf, uh, shitty CG out of ten. Done. I don't want to talk about it. God, like incredible bulk. That's what the Mega Wolf yeah. is. It, yeah. Okay. Uh, the 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 goth boys that are like, hey guys, um, uh, fuck you, movie out of ten. I'm gonna give them a, a fabulous out of ten. They they were pretty. Okay. They they had a very good hey guys delivery that like. They had some sass to them. They were only on screen for about three seconds before they started shaking uncontrollably. And they left a better impression than most characters in this movie. They, their delivery uh, was actually interesting because it was just so buck wild. Uh, the Bloodhound. You know what? I actually like the Bloodhound. The Bloodhound, the Bloodhound was, was very really cute. cute. It uh, was a very... Like Bloodhounds are. It was a very wrinkly puppy. Yeah. It was. He was a good very well behaved, like pets. We got to see the dog at pet. We did. We did get to see the dog for like a good ten seconds of this film. We got a brief respite yeah. as the dog got really good pets. And my boy, Prospector Joe. Oh, a kajigger, a kajigger out of a kajigger out of a Cleus. That's what I'm giving. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a hullabaloo and a jamboree out of ten. Woohoo! Oh god, that you, guy's great. We want, I want to say you fucking called it too. You said like he's gonna shoot the wolf and then he's gonna do like a, a downhow jig, and he totally he did. did. He shot the wolf. It was so he did good. A jig. It was so good. What a good boy. <sighs> That's rough cuts. Don't watch Asylum. This, is, Asylum. this is our PSA on our anti-Asylum PSA. Uh, I would watch an entire movie that's Prospector Joe. Bring Prospector Joe back. Free him from asylum. I am going out on the streets with a sign that says free Prospector Joe, Joe from the asylum. <laughs> God. <laughs> Let Prospector Joe out of the asylum. <laughs> oh, that's actually I appreciate all of the support that we've been getting recently. <laughs> Why are we done? Screw it. I don't need to thank anybody. Don't watch Asylum. <laughs> Some of you have. Don't do it. All right. No. Later, stop. everybody. <laughs> I was going to say, it's actually not that bad that I had the problem where I missed the recording of, like, the first two-thirds of the movie. Yeah. Because I think the only reaction shots at all that matter are in the last third. Like, it's the only time when it gets even vaguely schlocky enough to be worth it. I don't even know if you need reactions, but we do need... Every scene that Prospector Joe is in. <laughs> Prospector, release the Prospector Joe cut. <laughs>